0: Beautiful time to have our hearts refreshed and filled, and that we can sing to you and give you all the honor. I feel like if there's anybody here who feels like they haven't quite got what they needed, they feel like they just need a little bit more, I want to invite you to come and. Sit on this mat here this morning because I feel like just posturing yourself when we're so desperate and so hungry, so thirsty, that um, He sees that and He rewards that. Someplace. To, just to show up. You know, Mary just sat at his feet. She, she just stayed there. She didn't have an agenda apart from just to be with Jesus. Just to soak in all that he is, all that he was saying. So that's how we posture ourselves. Just to say, We're sitting at your feet. Thing about coming and beautiful worship, such beautiful worship. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Ira and Corey. But we come and we bring a different part. We have beautiful people just taking turns at the back, just making sure the sound sounds amazing. Every everyone's bringing a piece to this picture this morning. Bringing your prayers, bringing your lives that have said yes to him, bringing your hopes. We bring them together. Individuals, but we have this privilege of coming together. Beautiful family, we love you, we love your girls, we love how they draw and have beautiful pictures, and we love that. This Holy Spirit teaches us all that we need to know. It doesn't matter that we don't know it, we just need to have Holy Spirit, right? Come and eat, come without money, come, come, come. It's always come. He loves it when we say yes and look to him and reach out to him like a like a child reaching out to mummy or to daddy. It's like, I need you. Designed us to walk with him in the cool of the day. To walk with you, Jesus. Would like some prayer, encouragement, you know, God's at work, He's at work. Yeah, is so exciting he's he's inviting us into something so new and there's a shedding of of the old even though it's all been amazing this he's calling us to be a new wineskin we're letting go some of the things that we relied on to, to hold him and we're saying yes we don't know what the new looks like exactly. But I know that he's been busy, and I think, is it John? Fred. Fred, I wondered if you would like to give your testimony right now. There's something so powerful about when God has touched our lives, and Sherry has a testimony of healing. But we had John and Carol here, and um, it was such a privilege that... Our mum and dad came here. Walking in some of that healing. I don't know if you would like to give us a little bit more of your story. Both of you are welcome to come if you like.
1: those present, you might hear whatever it is that you want them to hear. you hear a testimony, oddly, not in my words, but my wife's, because for any of it, I was unconscious for four weeks, but for me, my testament is what your eyes are showing you, I'm here because Jesus healed me, removed part of my brain, part of my skull, I didn't put back. So thank you, Jesus, for So I can't tell you any of that story, she could, but your eyes are saying, here I am, and that the Lord healed me, and I believe that he can heal each and every one of us story basically is I was in the hospital, three hospitals, three and four weeks. I had three three ambulances. I don't remember any of them. And yet, I was able to talk to emergency personnel, sign papers for my surgery. I don't remember any of it. But what I tell you is what she told me. So i Saturday morning, they operated on me. My kids came, they were there. They said they'll be in the room in eight hours. 24, 48, 72 hours. I never woke up. The point where they said, better get your papers in order. And there was a group of men from the church I was in Missouri came and uh, asked doctors if they could pray for me, which they did. They laid hands on me and prayed that Jesus come and touch me. They left. My daughter, who lives in Cork, Ireland, supposedly came to my bed and held an iPad in front of me. My eyes were closed. And her kids said, I love you, Grandpa. And they had doctors and all the residents there. Supposedly, I said, I love you, too. And everybody started clapping. And they said, he's going to be okay. Well, my message to you is, is when those men came and prayed, baby even though she hit her head the message I have for you today is that Kevin who was the leader of the local AA group there his testimony was that he prayed for me different than he ever prayed for anybody in his life he prayed with confidence sheer belief God was going to heal me, he didn't pray with any kind of doubt. He didn't say, if it be your will or whatever people say when they're praying. He completely prayed with no doubt. And I think that's what we need as a community, is to pray with no doubt. By his stripes, we are healed. He wants us all to be well. I'm here. He's here. By the grace of God. And he doesn't love me any more than he loves every one of you. Be God, like our song said, being for us. In our storms.
2: testimony is that we're declaring what God has done as we declare what God has done we're inviting him to do it again to do it for one another to let it to grow and multiply and so if you have a testimony of what God has done don't keep it to yourself because you can open the door for someone else to also receive it may not be identical It may not be the same, but you open the door for someone else to receive. Sherry's gonna put herself together. What's (laughs) the (laughs) thing?
3: This week I was at a uh, women's It and we prayed all. If we told nobody would know it so that, you know, that was like stretching my leg. But I mean, okay. I'll just give me a little background, but here's what happened. A lady was sitting next to me and she said, Let me pray for your knee and I said, Okay. My knee still doesn't really bend too well. It does, but not totally. So I said, okay, then she says, Come over here, your leg is shorter. Now I never told her my leg was shorter for it isn't right she goes it always grows yours is not growing so she prayed off the trauma in my leg yeah you it grew i could feel it growing it grew almost three inches (laughs) and since then i mean it's like i have to walk my tippy toe anymore a lot of times i would just push my toes up to make it not hurt so bad so now they're even but the backache I, I works I'm old but I still work at a physical job and every day I have such bad back aches I have to sit down for a minute because the pain was so bad I won't take pain medicine I just don't think I need that I always rely on Jesus it doesn't hurt anymore I worked all day Friday all day Thursday all day no back pain whatsoever because it was always unaligned because the leg was shorter and so now it's even. <laughs> Thank you Jesus.
0: Does anyone else know that they have a, a shorter leg than the other? No? You don't know? You think everyone's got even legs? Hmm? Back pain? Anyone with back pain? It's an opportunity. Sherry's going to pray for you if you have back
2: pain.
4: Did it was bad? I ruptured every disc in my spine C1, C2, except for C3, C4, L4, L5, all the way down to my S1 and S2. And if you're familiar with anything like that, you will lose complete function of your body. You have to be taken care of. Well, I, my medical background, so when that happened to me, I realized this is it. I'm going to go on disability. My family will have to take care of me, change me, wash me, the whole thing. It's over. Nobody came around, not my church family, not anyone. And I laid for a year on the floor of my house, my feet up. Only comfortable position I had. Long story short, my mom and my sisters were like, you got to talk to Bob. There's a guy named Bob in Indiana, by the way. And I was like, I'm so done with church. Forget it. So I went. God prays for me. I kid you not. Here I am. I can stand before you. I can walk. I can move. I can raise my hands above my head. This was several years back. I can move. Um,
3: I just want to tell you. I didn't tell you this part. 18 years ago, I broke my neck. All over every one of them. I lay paralyzed on the ground. And I laid there till someone came. And I said, I, was, I could think of it. The first year I was saved. And all that I could think of was um, the, the Bible story where they laid, they lowered him through the roof on the, on the mat, and Jesus said, get up. And so I waited, someone came. No, actually, I said, now roll over. I refuse a broken neck. And I rolled over. I couldn't feel anything but my head. But I felt my head. And I laid there, and someone came, and I said, set me up. They said, no, we're calling an ambulance. Your neck is out to here. You're cut all everywhere. I said, set me up first came I said, Now stand me up. They said we can I said stand me up now. They did and every bit of feeling came back into my body. I could feel it going slowly all the way down my body, so I felt everything I hurt. Trust me, it hurt really bad. I had a lot of broken bones. But I walked it out in six days. Every night I go to bed. Wrist was broken, I went to bed, woke up the next morning was just fine. Everything. Scabs fell off my face, face was hit Everything, every day, another miracle took place. On the set, six, That was six days. And the seventh day, I went to church and I testified to the Lord in front of everybody, the what the Lord had done for me. And as I danced, I heard the Lord go down my neck. Everything was sealed just like that. So I'm saying, and I did that as a young Christian, nobody could tell me I not do it. We need that faith again that no one could tell us that Jesus can't do it. You have to remember that Jesus can do anything. But if you go to the doctor, they say, Oh, you don't move, don't move. That's what they kept telling me. We're calling the ambulance, don't move. I said, No, you will mm. stand me up. And see, it's got to be your faith. you got to trust the Lord. Back, and then he
4: showed up. Fast forward. I had struggled with other things. Oh, anyways, long story short, I still have them. He healed me from bipolar, hypomanic, type 3. One step lower from schizophrenia. And I am reminded that his, he's so good. And he's faithful. And his mercies are new every morning. His children would love you. He was allowed here. He healed me. He allowed me to feel. I was born. I hugged my daughter and I can't feel her hug. As I look at that little window, I would hug her and I couldn't feel her hug. I had no, I had so much damage.
0: Basically,
4: parted the waters for me. walked across from dry land, came the other side, and I said, there is
0: a Lord. There is a Lord who saves me. He makes me whole every day.
2: Every time we testify to what God is doing, we open the door for Him to do more. And if you're breathing, there's room in your life for God to do more. That's everyone in this room. Everyone in this room. God wants to touch us more deeply with His love. He wants us to understand our identity and our place in Him as His children. Because, you know, you hear these testimonies and you think, oh, I'd better try harder so I can get my healing or I can get my breakthrough. No, it's a gift. (laughs) It's a gift from Him because He loves you. It's Jesus who's opened the door. And it's often said that 2024 is the year of the open door. And so when the door is open, you don't have to try to open it. (laughs) You don't have to push on an open door. Jesus has already opened it. Jesus has already made a way for us to know the Father intimately, personally. Jesus has already made a way for Holy Spirit to live in you. And we often love to say that Holy Spirit is the pastor of this church. So whatever He is doing, we will do with Him. So we don't come with a plan or a strategy or any of that stuff. We just say, we're here for you, Holy Spirit because you are the breath of the body of Christ. So Holy Spirit, come blow through this room again today, right now, come and blow through each of our hearts. Come and breathe life into us in whatever way you want to. Come and breathe life into every one of your children. Fill us with your love that we would overflow. We renounce any sort of striving or self-effort but we also let go of every disqualification. Any consciousness we have of, oh, I'm not worthy or oh, God would love, wouldn't love me that way. Yes, He would. Yes, He does. Yes, He has. So we renounce every lie that would get between us and you, Father. And we just choose to come to you like little children. Like little children. That's why we love Caleb so much. He's such a demonstration of how God wants us to be. Maybe not the crying because you don't get what you want, (laughs) but we know that's part of being one. And he'll grow out of it, and it's okay. But you know what? Some of us are a little bit older than Caleb, and we pout when we don't get what we want. (laughs) I see that hand. (laughs) Me too, but I haven't got a spare hand to put in the air. But father loves you just as you are and he is completely committed to you experiencing his love more deeply so father let another wave of your love flow through this place I believe there's more of us have testimony to share of what god has done and what god is doing so there's still time for you to come and share so that others can benefit from what god has done in your life
5: Some of you guys do know, completely in the world, walked away from my faith, drowning myself in liquor, drowning myself in my own pain, drugs, stuff that I shouldn't have walked back into that I was freed from. Uh, because of that, I was disciplined by my loving father. Maybe not in the way that I wanted to be, but he had to show me that life could be taken away in the blink of an eye. Um, just to sum the story up, I was overwhelming my body with liquor one night, um, with everything in combinations, just doing all the wrong things. And uh, I remember looking at myself in the bathroom mirror, and the last thing I saw was myself feeling my heart and I woke up on the floor, about eight feet across the room. I would passed out, no clue what happened. Um, uh, I went to the hospital that night and then ended up having to stay the weekend because apparently my heart went into aphid. Um, it was 30 minutes into sitting in the ER and I was at a resting rate of, hundred and almost 50 beats per minute. And um, that was kind of a a wake-up call, you know, that um, I could have been I couldn't have woken up. Like, I shouldn't have woken up, realistically. They told me it was just a mix of a perfect storm of putting all this stuff in my body, and uh, eventually, by the time I was discharged, they were just like, hey, let's, it's either, this'll be a 50-50, you'll you'll be good for the rest of your life, or you can develop a clot, and it'll go straight to your brain, and I'll have a stroke. I kind of agreed with all of that, and uh, walked off thinking, I was gonna live the rest of my life in fear uh, that I wouldn't even be able to work my heart back up again to, to dance, to do anything that I loved, to be active. Um, they gave me a prescription for to lower my heart rate if, uh, if it ever happened again. And a few weeks after they gave me another blood thinner, I think it was, to always carry around with me. It took about two months. I had two more um, episodes right after I had got out the hospital because I wanted to be selfish and still wanted to smoke. And uh, after that episode, um, actually, that you came over, Renee, and helped me get over. Uh, I I looked up by myself that night and promised to God that I would never, I would never smoke again. Um, And realistically if i were to just say the explicit version to take my life if i ever did this time because i wanted to make sure that this promise that i made to god was something i was going to keep for the rest of my life because of how serious it is to say that and um since then i was completely freed from marijuana i was freed from my uh drinking addiction In a couple of weeks, I stopped walking around. I would take my backpack everywhere with my pills. It didn't matter where I went. Um, within a month, to half, I stopped walking around with my pill bottle. Didn't even leave it in my car anymore. I was told to always carry it on me. I was told to keep in one, keep one in my pocket, just in case something ever happened. Um, after talking to some people that was still coming into agreement with the enemy with what he wanted me to walk in which was fear and um, after that I was just able to walk in freedom and and 100% trust in the Lord that he was going to heal me, heal whatever was wrong with my heart and that that 50-50 would turn into 100% of me living and walking out my life and um, since then I've been able to dance again, I've been able to tell my testimony through dancing, I've been able to reach people that I didn't think I was going to reach in my community and um, I'm still doing so so I'm able to do everything I love again all because he healed my heart and uh, I had
2: this man is a testimony to the power of the Holy Spirit but also to the power of community. He caught in what he was saying you know Renee went over his mom prayed and prayed and prayed. Ira has been pursuing him for years just for the life of God to come into. And, you know, you had a round with us a while back and then that was before where you started the story. And now you're back and now we see what God has done because Corey's giving his life and testimony away to others around him. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That your life impacts other people When they're impacted, they turn around and impact others themselves. Although you're very young, Corey. Well, by my standards, you're very young. Okay, you're... Yeah, I mean, 21's an adult, but, you know... Yeah, happy birthday, by the way. But you're also a spiritual father. Because you're a son. Your heart knows it. But that means you can give away what you got. And so... I'm going to do this just a little different, but if you know you need a breakthrough, I just want you to raise a hand. I want you just to wander around and just see anybody raises a hand as you go by. Just bless them with a the breakthrough, because we're going to hear from Alex. Go on around. There's a couple over there. Look.
6: <laughs> so, Corey, before you go, um, come here. All right. So, the night that he called us, and it is so hard to get me out of my um, studio. It is. I love music. Um, and my wife was downstairs. So I have to give you guys the backstory. He sped it up, which is cool. So I'm sitting there talking with Bryce and I'm, I'm like, I'm shaking, but something is on my right wrist and it keeps coming up. So I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Obviously, you know, it's a bracelet, but it's not the bracelet itself It's what the bracelet says. So I'm up in the studio and my wife says, we gotta go, we gotta go. I'm thinking, you know, um, daughter, her son, a mom but she never said, we gotta go see Corey, something is wrong so when we get in the car she says, we have to go to Corey's house something is wrong so I'm thinking like, you know maybe one of the guys in the neighborhood you know I don't know, so many things was running through my mind as a man, so we get there and then I'm, she's telling me what's going on, but my mind is somewhere else like, I went into like defense mode, like I'm ready to fight, you know, and I'm not talking about a spiritual fight. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just, do you want me to lie to you? You want me to tell you the truth? You can't have i I'll tell you the truth. So my wife didn't notice. I'm like rolling my sleeves, uh, I'm like, okay now, somebody better get the wheel before I get there. So finally everything slows down and now I'm beginning to think before I react. So she says, yes, Corey is, you know, going through something. So we get there. And I'll never forget me walking to his door. Was shaking. It could have been the Holy Spirit slowing me down. It could have been the Holy Spirit preparing me. So when we get there, he's laying out on the bed. It wasn't pretty, Corey, okay? I, I'm, I'm scared for myself. I'm scared for you, and I'm scared for my wife. But she never knew that. Again, as a man, you don't break until you're by yourself. So we sat there. He prayed, I prayed, I meditated the whole time. And she kept asking you, how are you feeling now? So Corey was up here, just not even responding. And every 10 to 15 minutes, my wife said, how are you feeling? The Holy Spirit has taken over and brought Corey back from up here, and he's finally saying, I feel okay now. Like, no, we're still gonna stay here and pray. And I'm standing back there watching the look from his face going from zero to 75, just in a matter of 30 minutes. I was so scared for him. I really was. So now I'm going to segue into what I was talking about. And I'm sitting there talking to Bryce. I have on long sleeves. I have bracelets on. And this is what I do. I give people bracelets when the Holy Spirit says the time is now. So this bracelet says, and it could not be for Corey. It could be for someone else. But I'm going to give it to Corey. But just remember the line. It says, prayer changes things. Okay? I'm shaking. I'm giving it to Corey because it's hard for our young people to believe that there is a God. It's hard. But I've also noticed, and I'll let Corey go and bless some of you all out there. Corey is one of the few people in this church has issues like all of us, but the difference with Corey and us, Corey don't mind talking about it. Corey, I come up here and tell you his issues, but a lot of us, we tend to fold up in that box and think someone's gonna judge us. I got issues, I have road rage. My wife will tell you, I'm quick to get out my car and say something to somebody on 501. I'm not perfect and neither are you. So, whenever you see someone, don't always assume that everything is hunky-dory. Just feel like walking up to someone, and just hug them. You don't even have to say anything. I said this about two weeks ago. And the reason I'm taking a little lengthy on this because I feel like somebody or some people in here need to hear it. Maybe not from me, you might hear it from your family or you may hear it from a stranger. It's amazing what one little thing can do to someone. I love you all, I really do. And Corey, anytime you call us, you know we're coming. Whether my sleeves are rolled up or not, okay? All right, now go bless somebody. I love you all.
2: If you are asking God for breakthrough, here's men who've experienced breakthrough. This is the way community works. The way community works. So he's gonna come minister to you. Go and find him. What I think we should do, has anybody else got something that really you've been pushed to share now? That's a testimony of something God has done that's going to open a door for others. Right. Oh, yes.
7: <laughs> I don't know, just to share, because I've been, I tend to strive a lot. Like, my default is to try to get everything just right. And this week, I really felt like, I couldn't get anything right, and I've been under a lot of shame and just feeling like I couldn't do it, and while I was here, I think you came over, and you actually prayed for me, and I've been um, hearing Caleb cry today on and off because, and I asked his mom, you know, if he was feeling okay, and she said, no, he's not feeling great, and it was like the Lord just dropped into my spirit that it's okay to be like Caleb, and to just go, I just need you, God, I don't feel good, I don't have this together, and it's when we close off that God can't heal our hearts and do what he needs to That when we just go like caleb i just need you god i'm just gonna stand here and cry (laughs) you know if you don't come hold me um and that's i mean that was just what's in my heart is just sometimes it's okay to just not have it together and just go god i just need you
2: thank you nancy Father, just in the quietness now for all of us, any of us, I want to echo Nancy's cry of, God, I just need you. Would you come right now, as you love to do, and wrap your arms of love around your children. Spirit you're close to us always' and closest when we need you to be. love soak into your heart in a deeper way. It's doing it now all over this room, just showing each of you how precious you are to Him. because we're all a bit twisted from the way God designed us, something inside of every one of us goes, no, 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 he couldn't possibly like me because of this, or this is what I did, but <laughs> he doesn't, he's bigger than that. Your failure, your inadequacy, your sin, your deliberate disobedience is not big enough to keep God away from you if you simply turn and say, need you, Father. So together we're just going to tell him we need him. And come and receive him. We love to break bread together when we meet like this. And receive those symbols of what Jesus has done. You know That passage you read from Hebrews earlier just says that Jesus has literally torn down the curtain that would keep us away from God. He split right through it with his death and resurrection. We're going to walk through the open door into the arms of love. We're going to do it by coming and receiving bread and wine, well, juice, <laughs> unless some miracles happen since we started, you never know. But we're going to come and receive those symbols of what Jesus has done. did it because he loves you and he loves the world. And the world needs you to be filled with love so that you overflow to everyone else who needs it more than you do. That's what we're going to do. going to come and receive. And Renee are going to service. So just come up and receive the elements and then get with somebody, not a big, big group so it becomes like a little service within a service or something. and Just get with a couple of other people and say, I see what God is doing in you. I bless what God is doing in you. And receive together. Okay? Come and receive. receive when you have the elements and you've got someone to share with. This is a place where we practice seeing the kingdom come. The purpose of us practicing in this place is that we go out and keep doing it. So I want to give you one more verse before we close, and I've got a couple of announcements to make as well. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near those of you who are in john and carol's meeting a couple of wednesdays ago will have heard john say we need to remember that jesus is coming back soon and to live with that expectation and so we do But the way we do that is not to live in fear, it's to live in fun. And So look around you and see someone you want to stir up to love and good works and figure out a fun way to do that. Maybe you want to pray for them, maybe you want to give them a prophetic word. Stir somebody up before you go and then continue to do that when you go. Before you go Let me remind you that we have our parenting conference coming up this next weekend. Many of you know Shannon Smith from Somerville who comes to help with the Father Heart Schools. She and her husband Jody have developed this beautiful, amazing parenting uh, curriculum. And actually it's for any of us who are parents. So even if your kids are parents, you can still learn from this. This is not just about how to parent Caleb's age. This is about how to be a parent who only gives what you've received. So let's come receive some more, right? Uh, We're gonna be here because we need to learn to receive more so we can give more. And uh, many of you could benefit. So that's Thursday evening at seven, Friday evening at seven, and then Saturday during the day starting at nine. And so please take leaflets with you. They're on the gray table over there. And um, yes, please do. It's free. There'll be an offering, uh, but it's free to attend. So we want to see as many people as possible uh, come for that. And then if you are part of our church family already and you missed out from, was it two Sundays ago, we talked about the challenge of 2024 to to rise up and to build and to move forward. um, And we put a summary of that into a letter for everybody. If you didn't get a letter, uh, then please come and get one from me before you go. And let me remind those of you who did get a letter, that also in with the letter, there's a feedback form. We want to know what you think, what God is speaking to you about. We said take your time. I intended that to be maybe a week, maybe two. This is two weeks. So bring it on back. Okay, thank you to the the two people who have done that. But the rest of you all, you're welcome to do it too. No shame. No shame. There is no shame here. So, stir one another up. Go out and give it away. And thank you for being part of this church family. God bless you. We'll see you next week.